Hey everybody and welcome to another Quest for Pixels Conversations, the gaming podcast that brings you thrilling news and gaming discussions each and every week. Today is Saturday, November 17th, 2018, and this is Season 2, Episode 9. I'm Tony Baker, and I'm joined by this evening, my good friend and yours, Sheldon Benedict. Pika Pika, guys. <laughs> and in our third chair, <laughs> the one and only... Joel Brooks, a.k.a. The Falcon. What's going on, Joel? Not much. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, playing Pokemon. A lot of Pokemon. (laughs) What game? I've never heard of this game. This indie indie title. Must be an indie title. (laughs) Guys, it's it's been kind of a busy week, hasn't it? It has been. We've been pounding out content on the site. Uh, There's uh, big news. Uh, big games released. Nintendo is uh, banking on a high holiday this season. It's going to be huge. And uh, PlayStation huge. announced they're dropping out of E3 2019. We'll get to all of that. But first, let's talk about what we've been consuming and playing this week. Have you been consuming anything illegal? No. What have you guys been playing? So, yeah, oh, I've, been, uh, I've been playing a bunch of stuff this week, actually. I've got a bunch of games come through that we have to do some reviews for so i was playing escape from dude land nice. uh from uh cubic games they're nice nice to give us a code so i was playing that and we made some uh youtube video for it on our youtube channel uh so you can go check that uh first impressions out so I was playing that, and I've been playing Pokemon Let's Go like everybody else, and uh, I've actually played a bit of uh, Sky Force uh, Anniversary. Like it. it is a uh, it's like a top-down airplane, like uh, shooter kind of. Right, so like you go through, it's like 1942 or 1941, yeah, like one of those shmup kind of games. Yeah, but it's all like uh, planes and like like, yeah, it's nice like 3D graphics and it just like looks really nice. So I played that. I played a bit of Toast Time Smash Up that just came out. I played some Timber uh, Tennis Versus. Man, you've been you've been playing a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I played uh, No Heroes Here, uh, a Tricky Tower, and Coffee Crisis. <laughs> nice, that's jam so, packed. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And so, like, if you were to say your favorite, excluding Pokemon, of course, what would your favorite of those games be? Uh, really, I think uh, it would have to be. Uh, Escape Dude Land was fun to play. Uh, Sky Force I love because I just really like those types of games. And uh, it would have—I think it's a—it's a close third between Toast Time and Coffee Crisis. I love the names of those two games, especially <laughs> yeah. when you say them side by side. Toast Time and Coffee Crisis. Yeah, it's great. Healthy yeah, breakfast. Yeah, like Toast Time is—it looks like a legit like. Uh, like one of those old like tiger handheld games. Oh yeah. Nice. It looks super simple, but uh it gets pretty like in depth. So you're a toaster and you can like aim in three hundred and sixty degrees and you press uh A and you like shoot a piece of toast out of yourself. <laughs> and there'll be like there's there's a uh like a old school like wind up alarm clock on the stage. 
So you have to last on the level as long as the time is on the uh, clock. And then you have like enemies that just like keep on spawning out trying to get to the clock. So then you shoot toast all over the place, but like you can use the toast to shoot it down and it makes you jump up in the air. So basically you could like keep on shooting the toast and just fly around the stage and take these people out. And then you can also like uh, you press the B button and you anchor to anything on the stage so you can like anchor in the air start shooting stuff and then you get like different power-ups like uh, you get like split toast where you start shooting like two pieces at one time and then uh you can actually shoot baguettes and so like the bag the ba- <laughs> you'll shoot the baguettes and it'll stick in the ground and like it'll be on a timer so like one or two seconds later uh the baguette just starts like it's an auto turret so it like shoots like four or five shots off until the baguette's gone uh but yeah, no, I had a blast. I've seen Bobby uh, playing it on stream this week. Bobby, so I who? Go, uh, the Nintendo Guru. Oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he he got a code for this game. So I was like, I got to go go pick this game up because it looked like a lot of fun. Nice. So you supported nice. supported the dev that supported Bobby. I like that. Yeah. So those two games sound like they're part of a complete breakfast. So that's awesome. Sheldon, what about you? What have you been up to? So, um, I've been playing, <clears throat> of course, Pokemon, mm-hmm. and also I've been playing a lot of Diablo, and um, I've learned a few things since last podcast. So last last week I was talking about um, like switching between different characters you've created, and you can do that. I would just like button mashed A through the menu screens getting into the game. I never noticed that you could push X or Y or something like that to go into the character <laughs> selection screen. You didn't notice that you press so, pretty much any other button to, <laughs> to do what you were complaining about. So, uh, but I've been playing that. I just got my character to like level 51. Um, and the game is starting. Like, I've been playing on um, Expert. Yeah, because there's like normal, hard, Expert. Just like six different difficulties. But uh, after I got my character like geared up and everything, uh, I switched the difficulty level to expert, and the game's actually starting to get pretty challenging now. Um, I am in the second, um, second, like the key called the act, they're like called acts. So I finished the first act in the story, and then I went into like the adventure play. And I played through like all the different bounties and everything. Um, and now I've moved on to Act Two. And I think I finished all the bounties in Act Two. But now I need to go back and play through the story part of it. Um, there's a ton to do in that game. Like, um, at first, like, I was focusing on the story mode. But, like, the real fun parts of that game are when you go into, like, the adventure mode or whatever and start doing the bounties and you get um a ton of different uh like rewards and stuff playing in the season but i really want to i really want to try that one like play that one with a group of friends i think it would be like i'm getting to the point where i'm gonna need like friends either that or i'm gonna have to lower the difficulty level because it's getting tough but so i played a lot of that game um and then now i've got the pokemon nice (laughs) so that and then hmm Go ahead. Oh, other than that, I, I those are the only two games I've really been playing this week. Okay. I did play some of that Duel Lane game too, that Joel 
uh, got and was doing a review on. And that game is, it's really addicting for like an endless runner type game. Um, and it's hard as nails. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, I've been playing some games this week too. Uh, after we recorded uh, last weekend, uh, our good buddy, our very own disappointed pixel, Mike BC, uh, was doing his extra life stream, and I joined in on that. So we played some uh, Jackbox Party Pack, which is super hard to do if you're uh, not being, uh, you know, perverted or weird. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he was trying to keep it PG because think... he had family and kids in the room, and you know. Yeah, I did that last year when he was during his extra life. I was like, oh, cool, he's playing Jackbox. So I jumped in there and realized that if you're, like, not perverted, it's really hard to play. Yeah, it is. And uh, just so you know, during the stream, Mike did use the word booby and poop. So he's not uh, <laughs> he's not so perfect, okay? Uh, well, can't you drop one F-bomb for PG-13? Uh, I think so. I think he dropped pretty... <laughs> I, I I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we played some Mario Kart, had some people playing with that, and some Brawlhalla, which is an amazing game, and I'm still playing pretty much like every day, picking that up at least for a few matches, getting my sign-in bonus, which is weird because usually these free games, like they have their daily sign-ins, and I'm just like, by the third day, I'm like, okay, cool, I, I get it, and I'm done. But Brawlhalla, I've just been, I kept going back into. It's awesome. Uh, yes. After that, I uh, played a little Forgotten N. That game, I have uh, got a code for review from the devs. Uh, the review is in progress. It was supposed to be done last week, but it didn't get done because I'm having a really hard time writing this review. It's uh, <laughs> the, the game has got quite a different pace than I'm used to for most games and the kind of games that I usually uh, gear myself towards, but it is it is beautiful, and uh, it's got this like kind of like hauntingly mysterious story that's unraveling but it is a bit slower paced i'd say so i could see how a lot what's, of people might not hmm? what style of game is it like it looks like an anime genre it looks like an anime and you got like some light platforming lots of puzzles um and it's so just like so it's like an adventure game adventure story or whatever yeah yeah like you're probably more akin to something like gone home or you know those kind of like almost like a walking yep. simulator but there is a, a bit more platforming it's really hard to explain which is why it's been taking me so long to write the review <laughs> to be honest i might i might even just like if i can't i'll just stream it and talk about it and as instead of writing a review because it is very challenging to write this one but i, yeah, I it do, looks really I do cool like, like... It. Like it looks really cool. It uh, like sometimes you can't tell between the cutscenes and the like the actual gameplay. Oh, you can't. From what I've been seeing of it, which which like is it amazing. looks, it looks awesome. Yeah, I, I do enjoy it, but it is, it's just difficult to explain, which is kind of what you do when you review games. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, other than that, of course, I've been playing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and this is my first kind of experience with, with a with a, well mainline pokemon even though this is kind of like a not a mainline but it's main enough for me well, so the way like i was saying before we started recording i think like i would consider this a main mainline pokemon game um it's like a new starting point for the series i think um because last so like right after sun and moon came out when they talked about their next release for switch they said that they were talking about and like focusing on changing the formula of the game 
And I think this is like the first toe in the pool, like of the new formula that they're aiming for. And it is like a reimagination of the first, um, the first games that came out on Game Boy. So I think like for you, Tony, this is a really good starting point as far as getting into the series. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope that I hope that we can get you into it because, oh, like, it so I, feel, far. I feel like um, the online stuff in this one's pretty light. Mm-hmm. But like, once the next generation comes out, hopefully they add back a lot of the the different like uh, online community stuff. Maybe even make it better um, than it's ever been. So it gets really fun when you have you know a group of friends to play with and trade and we can finish the Pokedex because since there's three of us, we can get both versions of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a great jumping off point for someone like me just to get familiar with, like, you know, the environments, even the Pokemon themselves, which I barely know yeah. any of them. And uh, the fact that it is a reimagining is just, it's nice. I'm kind of starting from the beginning, but with, with mm-hmm. modern controls and, and those modern gaming sensibilities that you kind of miss. Like, I tried to play yellow when they re-released it on um 3ds and i just had like a super hard time playing it i'm like oh it feels so dated and uh, you know and those ones are hard grindy i feel like those ones would be hard to go back if you didn't have a connection to them yeah like Like, i went back and played i played red but it's just like a you know it's just a nostalgia grab right jolie i can see that yeah, like I can say it's like a pretty good jump off point for somebody to jump into uh, because typically my son does not want anything to do with video games at all. And he has almost six hours into Pokemon Let's Go, like just nice. going around. And I've been really trying not to help him at all through any like the puzzles and stuff. And uh, like he's gotten pretty foot like so he's already made his way to his third badge and he figured out how to get through like uh, Mount Moon by himself figured out how to get through the viridian forest by himself like he so he figured all these things out by himself like, yeah just, <laughs> um, so like he's he's like really into it and like it makes me like it makes me happy because typically none of my kids want anything to do with video games so it's just me by myself <laughs> and yesterday i was finding i was like okay i gotta play something and then I'm like, oh wait, I can't play because my <laughs> my switch is occupied. Yeah, <laughs> and that, so in that perspective, it's bad. But I'm also glad that he's enjoying the game, and uh, yeah, like he's he's really into now focusing on trying to do some shiny hunting. Nice. Uh, so that is like I, I think I feel like in this Pokemon game, it's going to be a lot easier to like shiny hunt hunt for your like six iv pokemon Um, yeah i mean mainly just because the you can you don't have to worry about random encounters you can actually focus on you know hitting the ones that you want to get yeah the nice thing too is like the uh like the catching the catch combo like Mm -hmm. really like really kicks in because it's like after uh like the first 12 pokemon it like bumps up okay now you can start catching like pokemon with two iv like two perfect ivs and then you know know, catch another 10 or 15 and it bumps and it's nice that it keeps track of how many you've caught because like beforehand i used to keep a notebook and i would just make tally marks for each one that i caught to keep track of like where i was at because the system sort of worked the same way 
<clears throat> and so like after the first like 30 um or first 25 or something like that like your chances of the next one being a shiny like the 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 chances of it you know like your percentage went up the more you caught <clears throat> and you know keeping track of how many you caught was something that well i guess you didn't have to but it was easier if you did that because then you'd know how many more hours you'd have to spend doing it but it's nice that it keeps track of all that on here um and uh it's more inviting for new players i guess yeah i find that it's uh really cool how it's pretty forgiving for the mm -hmm. like the, the, the catch combo because like even if you accidentally encounter uh like a different pokemon runs up you have you have an encounter with it you can just run away and that's not going to yep. break your combo uh the only time it breaks your combo if you run away is if it's actually that pokemon that yep. you're trying that, that you're yep. comboing and then and you can like, even continue on like and do trainer battles and all kinds of stuff yeah it doesn't and break as your long combo as you there. don't yeah as long as you don't catch another pokemon then your combo stays the same you can even uh put your game to sleep and that mm -hmm. doesn't break your combo either. It only breaks it if you like you save and shut it off. Get go like yeah. go into a different game. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, and you can wear little hats and outfits on your Pokemons, which is pretty yes. awesome. <laughs> that's like what so... I put into this. <laughs> you can put outfits so on. You, you, um, the first thing I noticed is the the graphics of this game are wonderful. Like the the cutscenes and everything like that like i'm really really liking the new um the updated look of the game yeah i think it looks amazing and i love having my rival joel <laughs> which i named joel <laughs> and my pikachu which i named sheldon which you know in hindsight i probably shouldn't because every time i click onto that menu it's like play with sheldon and i'm like i don't really want to <laughs> I don't think I want to pet Sheldon and dress him up in a little. Well, he might look good in that sailor suit. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And my daughter, she was having a lot of fun with it. So I played for about 20 minutes, just kind of figuring things out. And then she wanted to play. So I just started fresh with a new profile. And um, I let her take control. So I gave her the Pokeball. And then I just kind of jumped in here and there to like uh, guide her in where to go. Because she's, she's kind of bad with like controlling uh with the with the uh yeah, like the analog sticks she's kind of running all over the place so like i literally had to stop and i was getting kind of mad i'm like listen we're gonna go up and down <laughs> up and down and then we're gonna go side to side side to side so that she can like just move properly but uh she was having fun just like doing the motion controls and capturing the the pokemon the pokemons that's cool and uh yeah like the the look on her face when she caught uh at the very beginning when you have to catch and she got it on the first try, which I was really surprised. I didn't think that the motion would uh, would work so great for her, but it did. And she didn't have a tr any trouble at all. And it's so nice to be able to jump in and out by just shaking the, the Joy-Con. You just jump in, mm -hmm. and then if you want to jump out, you shake it again, you're gone. And it doesn't affect anything. Right. It's perfect that way. Perfect to play with a kid. So I'm excited That's to play cool. that, except cool. she's going to ask me like every day to play Pokemon. <laughs> which I <laughs> like guess would be good for I'm grinding. Excited. Yeah, like we were saying earlier, if you want to grind your Pokemon levels, you can just buy a bunch of Pokeballs and have her go out and start catching stuff. Exactly. So everyone seems pretty positive on it so far. Joel? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's... I mean, I haven't really got too far into it because I'm 
playing along with my playthrough series that we started on our YouTube channel. So I haven't really gone too far into it. I've been having a lot of fun watching my son play. And like Sheldon was saying, like watching some of the cutscenes, like the part where you walk out of your house in Palatown. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just does the cutscene there. Like for me. That felt like Breath it, of the Wild almost. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it comes back because like uh, those are the games I that really got me into gaming, right? Like those mm-hmm. are the games I'd play for. Like I had so many hours, like hundreds of hours into Pokemon Yellow, Blue. So they hold like a really like special spot in my heart, right? So like just to see that happen, it's like, oh, I used to remember talking to my best friend Paul about, hey, you know, it'd be cool if like Pokemon were real, yeah. like if this game, like if this game looked like this. And then all of a sudden, like fast forward to 2018, and like I'm seeing that world that I grew up with in 2D, and, like you know, black and white pixels, to now full HD, like 3D models and stuff like that. So that was really it really took me back and I was like, man, this is awesome. And it just made me like kind yeah. of fall in love more with this game. You uh, know, and I, I was, I have the same thing, you know, like the Pokemon, like the original Pokemon games. Um, when I got, I got a Game Boy Color, it was for my birthday <laughs> and I got Pokemon Red. And those are the, like the Pokemon games are what got me into RPG type games. And, uh, you know, they're the last few like I played a lot of Pokemon X and then they did the remake of um, Ruby and Sapphire and then they did Sun and Moon and those two, like I played both of them, like I finished both of them, but like I was starting to fall out of it, like not enjoy myself, like enjoy playing them as much while I was playing Sun. Like they did do a lot to Sun and Moon to change them a little bit, but like having just like the having the game in HD and for it to be on the switch. Like I found myself super addicted to it again now. And I had that same nostalgia pull. Like it was really cool seeing a game that I like grew up on. And all of a sudden, like it looks like, like the 3d, like the 3d world, you know, and it's not just like a, like a sort of 3d game. Like now it's actually a full HD 3d game. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. I can imagine people who like watch the like the the, the anime back in the day probably mm-hmm. are like, oh, now it looks like the cartoon and even better than the cartoon. You know, that, so. that, that was the really cool part too. Is so like in the original ones, like uh, you know, Brock and Misty were both gym leaders, but like you know, they never looked like Brock or Misty, and now they've really incorporated the anime into this game which is really cool. So like Brock and Misty look like Brock and Misty from the anime and James and Jesse from team rocket are in here. And um, I really like that, that they're kind of crossing the world there. I think it'd be a really cool thing to, to keep incorporating that into the games because then they could almost go one-to-one with the anime and the games, which I think would help with, you know, the whole community. Like maybe there's people that, you know, like the anime, but never really played the games that will jump in and play the games. And then people who played the game, but never really watched the anime will, you know, maybe jump over and watch that. So you just, you know, you're growing your install um, base, growing your, yeah, your install base. You know, I was to add to that point, And it also adds the people who tried, you know, Pokemon go, but never played a mainline series. Yep. And it's an easy transition into that. So it'd be really interesting and, to see what kind of numbers they do. Uh, you know, and I was going to test that theory because my wife loves the hell out of Pokemon Go. And it's like, it was 
easy enough for her to understand how to play it. And I think I'm going to get this game for her for Christmas for her switch. And since now, like it's more accessible, like people can play it. There's a lot of Pokemon go stuff in it. I think maybe she'll actually enjoy playing it. So I'm going to try because she's always been interested in Pokemon, but never really cared about until Pokemon go. So yeah, we'll see how that works. out. It'll be interesting to see if they can bring actually new players in and uh, grow the install base of the Switch itself as well this holiday. Mm-hmm. And that brings us back into our next point here. Uh, Reggie's been doing the rounds, talking to media, you know, pimping out the Nintendo stuff for this holiday season. And some of the things that is coming out of that article from uh, Kotaku is mm-hmm. um, that they, they, they're setting themselves up to have an amazing uh, holiday season and... Going into 2019, they, they said they got some some exciting stuff lined up, some stuff that we don't even know about. So let's talk about that for a bit. Let's let's talk about those those holiday sales. Of course, we just you know, had well, Pokemon. Go ahead. So part of his part of the holiday sales stuff too was he was talking about in that same article he was talking about um, like their sales figures and goals. So um, for I think it must be this quarter. Like their sales goal was twenty million or whatever, and I think that like they're at eight million like currently. Mm-hmm. So do you with with all the games like with Pokemon and Smash Bros out, and a lot of their sales and the bundles and everything like that? Do you think they're going to be able to hit that I by think, December thirty first? I think if um, if any two games could make it a possibility, it's Pokemon and Smash. I've heard. I've yeah. seen lots of people posting online like, oh, I just bought Pokemon, don't have a Switch yet. Oh, I bought Smash, don't have my Switch yet, getting it soon. So, like, those are the kind of people that are just like, I'm only in it for Smash. I'm only in it for Pokemon. Yeah. And everything else on top of that, like Zelda and Mario, is just, like, icing on the cake. And with yep. all these bundles, uh, you got your Diablo bundle, you got a Fortnite bundle now. Uh, there's just there's tons of bundles, the Pokemon bundle. Uh, it's just really, you know, it's, I think, it's really pick your flavor, which is nice. And then you get that extra game or that extra special edition, right? Yeah. Say, so I think that, um, like, especially since we're, you know, it's a holiday and, um, I think it'll be easy. Like with that pun, like with the bundle for Pokemon, cause you know, there's tons of kids out there that haven't got a switch yet. And um, I mean, the parents can go in and buy that bundle that has Pokemon because there's a Pikachu right on the front of it. It's simple, you know? So I think there's going to be a lot of that. I mean, a lot of kids getting Pokemon and it's a good, easy way for the parents to pick it up. It's all together. That's why I like bundles. Like even like, I mean, most of the time you're not really saving that much money, no. but it makes it really easy for the consumer. Yeah. And it just feels like a, a nicer like package to give to somebody for Christmas as well. Like you get yep. the excitement of a new console and then the game and, and maybe like the special edition Joy Cons or the dock or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think I think they oh, do definitely. have a good chance of uh Yeah, I don't know. It's I think they have a good chance to hit it for sure, but it'll be tricky, especially with the timing of Smash. Like I know it's still Smash and it's it's great, but even in that article Reggie said that he would have liked it to come out in November, you know, like Right yeah. for that Black Friday, uh, Cyber Monday time, which yep. is like next week. 
so that would have been that would have been good to have that but he says that uh pre-order sales are extremely strong for smash so joel you think they're gonna hit that do you think they're gonna get uh a lot of a lot of consoles sold this holiday season i think i don't i don't really think that they're gonna do the 20 million that they want to do but i think like you said if there's any games that'll make it like give it the good old college try like it's it's pokemon and it's smash right so i can see it they'll they'll get close but i really don't think that they'll do the 20 million like they want to Mm -hmm. unless you know like if they i don't know i'll have to fact check that because did they say that they want to do that by by the end of this calendar year because they've been saying they wanted to do it by the end of the fiscal year which is march for a long time you know we'll have to we'll have to actually i have it open on my computer well, you found I believe it. Yeah, I believe it's the end of the fiscal year. Yeah, which would make sense on why they're they're talking about all these great surprises they have in store for uh, early 2019. And yeah. speaking of surprises in store for early 2019, I saw today that there is a Animal Crossing uh, book due out on January of 2019. I just saw it randomly. I was like, okay, it's like a. Uh, it's kind of like a, a book with some pictures and stickers. And I'm like, why would they put that out in January? Unless they're going to announce that the game is coming real soon. Because there was rumors that it was coming before like March. And that would be another way to boost that, that 20 million right there. Like, yeah. If you... See, Matt. Go ahead. Now that you said that, like the 20 million by the end of the fiscal year sounds like that. Though more than, I mean, there's no way they couldn't hit that. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds, that sounds like more... Usable. Especially with, with these surprises. What do you think one of those surprises might be, Joel? I'm going to put you on the spot. One of these surprises we don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a new IP. It'll probably be something that uh, Platinum's been working on. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they, they've been rumored to be working on three games for the Switch, so that would uh, that could make sense. Uh, maybe that Pikmin game we've been thinking about, we've been hearing about for a long time. Are you a fan of Pikmin, yeah. Joel, or not really? Uh, I've never really played the series. Okay. I never got really into it. I played a bit of the Hey Pikmin on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really my, it was really my, uh, my bag. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way with that series. I'd like to jump in at a point where maybe I can be proven otherwise, and maybe that would be on the <laughs> Switch. Like I feel like I'm gonna give I'm gonna give games more of a chance on the Switch than I normally would have anyway because it's portable because i love it it's it's a great console so like yeah now's the time to to bring out those bizarre franchises so this article says that nintendo sold about five million switch globally in the first half of its fiscal year so i'm guessing it's 20 million by the end of the fiscal year then yeah that would make sense and hopefully they can do that. that yeah and also in 2019, Sony's not going to be at E3 with PlayStation. They dropped a, they dropped a megaton weird. announcement saying that they're not going to be there. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to a tweet I saw where they are, said Nintendo and Sony are drop, dropping the game conferences. And they made it sound like, you know, like Nintendo is also doing this, even though they don't do that. They just do their direct and their treehouse thing, right? So mm-hmm. I felt like that was kind of unfair the way they worded that. But do you think yeah. this is what, what do you think about this? Do you think do you think Sony did this because they're like let's hold everything back for PS5. It's got to be coming soon. Maybe they'll have their own announcement like later in the year like how they 
normally do uh, PSX in December. They're not doing that this year. And now they're not doing E3 in 2019. Okay, so let me clarify something. So are they, like, they're not going to have a presence at all? They don't have, floor, they just they're, not, they're not having floor space at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I not, it's not like just like not doing a live presentation. It's just not happening at all. That's weird. Yeah, I feel like they learned their lesson from, like, I, they really need to regroup after this year's because it was like just watching it like it was it was painful to watch it like i felt really bad for those people up there who were like trying to run the show yeah. live like uh-huh. swapping back and forth between the two locations was not a good idea as much as they thought it was um like that whole weird like setup they had for like the barn in yeah, yeah. uh Labs too that was it was cool but it wasn't like hold my attention for the full 45 minutes that they're on their cool. Yeah. And it just, it, it, it looks so, it just looked like it was a train wreck. Like that's, that's all like it is like you see an accident and you can't look away, but you know, it's bad. <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel. And plus too, like they've shown a lot of that stuff that they had there. They showed that. Before. So yeah. what are they going to do? Come back again next year and show, the same stuff after being like, we have all the exclusives. We have all the great games coming to PlayStation 4, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like the momentum that Xbox and Nintendo have and the type of presentations that they have, right? Like, the the live presentation for Xbox this year was really good. It was almost kind of like a live direct, almost, where, like, I feel that Phil Spencer is really good at these live events like that. Uh, so that really works out for them. And I don't think that Sony has that kind of personality that can really rally the people, uh, like the PlayStation fans, to be as excited for it at a live event as, say, Nintendo or Xbox. Yeah, like you said there, Joel, it's um, they've been sh- they're, they're famous for doing that too, like showing the same games over and over and over again, slightly more footage, slightly more footage. And it's like enough already, you know, like the games look good and I just want to play them. But if you got nothing to show, you got nothing to show. And uh, a lot of people said that maybe they just they're, they're citing even a lack of games. Like there's yeah. a lot of those games that they're that they showed. They were pretty far away, probably like Last of Us 2, uh, the Ghost of Shitsima or whatever it's called. And um, there's some other ones, too, but they they look like they weren't close to being done. So. What do you think, Sheldon? Is it is it yeah. is it a misstep to do this? Are they going to do their own presentation? Are they waiting for PS Five? What? You know, <clears throat> I I feel like not going to E three, even like not having floor space, is a misstep for them. I mean, it's still even you know. I mean, E three is not as big as it used to be. I guess like it's still a big thing, and I think as far as for like their sales and stuff i think they they're gonna see a little bit of that reflect back in their sales by not having a presence there um i feel like the same thing well if if you're not there if you're not serious about yourself then you're not gonna see you know the sales figures there but i feel like they might do their own thing um sort of like a like how Nintendo used to do a Space World or whatever they called it. Yeah. So, you know, 
I don't know. It's it's kind of it's just weird. It was like it was like uh, sort of shocking, I guess. Like I just I don't understand it. Even yeah. if you don't have a ton of games, like you still think that they'd want to be on the floor and show something. Yeah, or it could be it could be a case of that that Sony PlayStation arrogance again, where they're like, we're on top. Yeah, we have the most consoles. We don't need to be there. We can hold off, save our cards for uh, when they release the PS5 or like announce the PS5, and then they can have a big blowout doing that because they're yeah. the they're the leader in consoles right for for the time being, and probably will be for this generation. Depends on what Switch does overall. But do you uh, think that them being overconfident? is going to hurt them. I think in the long term, yes, if they continue to do that, but I think they they could they could serve to sit out one, I think. Yeah. Like I don't think that's going to no, hurt them. It, I think just like the combination of PlayStation not playing well with the other companies as far as like the crossplay stuff and you know, like <clears throat> now <clears throat> them not going to E3 or whatever like that. I think I think it might hurt them when it comes time for a new console. Like, I don't know. It's just strange. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be weird. We'll, we'll see how it all unravels. We've got the uh, Game Awards coming up December 6th. There should be some good mm. announcements there. We got uh, Smash Bros. coming out the day after December 7th, so maybe we'll see a little DLC announcement for, for that at the game awards i would i would imagine i love events like that like they always get me excited like i remember when they we used to do it back on spike and it was crazy and then they just like Mm -hmm. they just updated like everything and it's just it's so intense now it feels like you're watching like the oscars or something like that and jeff Jeff Keeley is amazing and uh him and his bromance with uh (laughs) what is it uh kojima is always good to watch right So we'll see we'll see some interesting stuff from there, I'm sure. Let's let's pray it's not the Call of Duty Awards again. Yeah, well, I don't even think they're nominated for anything this year. I didn't yeah. see them on it. Did you guys go out and vote for for your nominations? Yeah. yeah, Spider-Man God of War was there. Celeste was there. Octopath Travelers was there. Um, there was a few others, but yeah, it was, it's some we'll good titles. To, uh, we'll have to do the Game Award predictions next week. Yeah, I was thinking about even bringing it up this week, but I thought we had enough already to talk about with, yeah. with Pokemon. But yeah, uh, I think that is getting about it for us. I just want to give a quick uh, thank you to the old Nintendo guru for uh, giving us such an awesome shout-out on his uh, show with Sean Capri if we ran Nintendo. It's a great show. We, we all listen to it, and uh, we really appreciate that. And also congratulations to Sean Capri, who had his uh, yes. baby girl yesterday, I believe. Or the day before? Uh, day before, Thursday. Yeah. yeah, so like he's got a great weekend, new baby, and Pokemon. What more could you ask for? Heck yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if you guys if you guys haven't, uh, go over to uh, the old Guru's YouTube channel and check out his content and follow his, uh, <clears throat> follow his podcast. He does the Nintendo Talk and If We Were in Nintendo, so both yep. really good shows. Yep, and as always, we are... Uh, working on uh, www.questforpixels.com we're really putting our best foot forward with our efforts these days uh, we got a new show coming up uh, with Mike the old disappointed pixel he's taking his disappointed stare to the next level and he is becoming the 
the disappointed pixel so look for that show coming shortly and we got lots of games to review lots of coverage coming at you and uh the joel uh the falcon over here is just crushing it these days this guy's like putting up content he's not even sleeping half the time he just like comes from work <laughs> plays video games all day records stuff all day and then he's like well forgot to sleep again boys but that's how we do that's how we do a quest for pixels guys any closing remarks yeah make sure you go over the youtube and check out joel's videos since he hasn't slept to get that stuff up for you let him so, sleep make sure you check or at out. least give him some <laughs> likes so he doesn't feel bad about it guys <laughs> but i guess that's it that's all we're gonna go play some pokemon see ya heck yeah